day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God. If you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, you can expect that this world will not be your home and it won't be the always the pleasant, most pleasant place to live that you might want wish to exist in. Uh, but it is nonetheless the place in which God has placed us as believing people to be able to influence the world for the cause of Jesus Christ, to get the gospel out, to remind people of the depth of their need for saving great for the saving grace of God. It's good to welcome you today. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Once again, we are turning our attention to the Word of God in the Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5. We are looking at the Sermon on the Mount and that particular portion of the Sermon of the Mount that has to do with the Beatitudes, a series of conditional statements or descriptions with an accompanying promise that are true for those who are genuinely citizens of God's kingdom. And we spent some time looking at several verses here. At least the first seven Beatitudes have captured our attention for a little bit. But we come to another Beatitude today, of which I'm going to actually treat in two parts, because it's actually, it spans actually uh, two verses and would demand our attention that way uh, so that we don't... Uh, Uh, shortchange what Christ is trying to say here. Matthew chapter 5 then today we find ourselves occupied with verse uh, verse 10. Verse 10 uh, of Matthew 5 reads this way, blessed are they, or oh how very happy, remember that's a superlative, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, this is an attribute or a characteristic of somebody who is a genuine believer. It actually kind of goes contrary to human thinking and experience. Uh, we don't normally associate uh, human happiness with a lot of these characteristics, actually. Uh, they almost seem that they are, are contrary to, to what it means to be a disciple of Christ, Sometimes we think that when we are living in this world that it, it, it should be our entitlement to be happy, but the reality is that's not the way things really are, as we all can testify to at one time or another. Uh, of all the Beatitudes, this one, though, seems to be the most contrary. You know, the world doesn't associate uh, happiness with humility and brokenness over my sin and and gentleness and righteousness and mercy and the purity of heart or peacemaking holiness that preoccupies a believing person. But much less does it associate happiness with persecution. That's actually a feature that uh, we none of us would rather go through, but nonetheless is part of the quality of the set of, of descriptions that that are true of a believing person. Uh, our world is <clears throat> replete with uh, a psychological mentality that was voiced in a popular national magazine not too long ago that took a survey to determine the things that make people happy. Some of those things uh, included the responses we received were happy people enjoy other people that are not self-sacrificing, Uh, They refuse to participate in any negative feelings or emotions, and they have a sense of accomplishment based on their own self-sufficiency. And if a person described by those principles is completely contrary to the kind of person the Lord says will be authentically happy, Jesus says a blessed person is not one who is self-sufficient. 
but one who recognizes his own emptiness and his own need. That is the very core of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Uh, We become very much aware of our own inability and such a person, Jesus says, uh, if you're all the time, the the problem with the self-esteem movement today is not that we don't have enough self-esteem, but that we have too much self-esteem. And that is something that's prevalent among all those who commit heinous acts of crime and so on. They think it's not that they didn't think enough of themselves, it's that they thought too much, too much of themselves. The Lord's opening thrust in the Sermon on the Mount really gives this sobering truth that people who are faithfully living according to those first seven Beatitudes in verses three through nine. Uh, are guaranteed that at some point you're going to experience this eighth beatitude, which is hostility, antagonism from the world. There's going to be a, 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 a sense of persecution that will be evident in your life. As a matter of fact, frankly, if you're not living for God, if, excuse me, if you don't have any friction in your life, if you're not running into any barriers and walls, if you're not experiencing any mockery or anything of that nature or dismissiveness, the fact is you're probably not living your faith as openly as God calls on you to. Because if there's no friction, um, uh, then that's pretty much assured that you're not living out your relationship with the Lord. So those who live righteously, the Bible tells us, will inevitably be persecuted for righteousness' sake. Godliness generates that kind of open hostility from the world. And the crowning feature, it says here in verse 10, of a happy person, <laughs> go figure, is persecution. That's the crowning feature. Um, holy people are singularly blessed, but they pay a price for it. And that's exactly what this beatitude is all about. Blessed are those that are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, those who have been persecuted are, are people who are living for the Lord. Uh, to the degree that they fulfill those first Beatitudes, they'll experience what's going on here in this verse. To live for Christ is to live in opposition of Satan, is to live in opposition of the wickedness of our current age. Uh, Christ-likeness in you will produce the same results as Christ-likeness did in the apostles of our Lord and the rest of the early church and in believers throughout history. Christ living in his people today produces the same reaction from the world that Christ himself produced when he lived on earth as a man. There was great friction and confrontation that happened there. All righteous people have lived like that. Even Abel, at the very beginning of your Bible, because of his godliness, because of his obedience to to uh, his Father in heaven, and in his worship, he was it was uh, Cain was hostile against him. Eventually, persecuted to the point that he was he was killed as a result of it. So this is a reality of what it means to be a believer in Christ. Persecution uh, comes in different forms. There can be physical persecution. Jesus says we can expect physical persecution in this world. Um, the word, the basic meaning of the word persecute means to chase or drive away, uh, pursuing. And it means, the connotation means a physical harassment, abuse, or other unjust treatment. That's a reality in the world today. If you live your Christianity 
and it is evident to those that are around you, you might be tempted to think that everybody's going to like you and be on your side. But in reality, it will produce a spirit in many people that will be one of abuse and resentment and anger and hostility. So physical persecution can sometimes result from this, and it has in years gone by. It has in the past. It can result uh, in verbal insults. Jesus promised that the citizens are, are uh, of, of God's kingdom are blessed when men cast insults at them. Uh, that's what the scripture says in verse 11. We're going to cover that more later. Uh, men will throw insults to you. They'll revile you and persecute you. So uh, verbal insults are a part of that at times. And then there's false accusation. Faithfulness to Christ will bring enemies of the gospel to say all kinds of evil against you falsely. Insults are abusive words, but these are things, evil things are primarily uh, 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 abusive words said behind your back. That's what the Lord said would be evident in uh, this type of persecution that's being given. Um, but the promise is great here. The promise, compared to what is gained, even a martyr's price is very small, one man said. Uh, Jesus pronounced a double blessing on those that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Uh, the specific blessing is promised to those who are so persecuted is that theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The citizen of the kingdom of God is going to inherit the kingdom. The Apostle Paul talked about that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Uh, we're going to deal with that a little bit more in the next podcast, but I want to encourage you today that if you're getting blowback from your walk with the Lord right now, if in your attempt to serve God and obey Him and to be an obedient servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, there will be times of persecution, whether that's physical abuse, whether that is verbal abuse, whether that's some kind of, of a false accusation, that is, goes with the territory. But the, the, uh, the blessing that you receive is that yours will be the kingdom of heaven. Anything that we suffer for the Lord here uh, on, on behalf of His name will be more than compensated for when we reach eternity. Today, live for the Lord, and remember that if you receive hostility or antagonism for it, remember, great is your reward in heaven, because yours is the kingdom of God.